So my husband and I, we played this game called Cash Flow. I'm not sure if any of you have heard of it, but it's basically, it's like Monopoly, but way better because it really mimics life. Hello, hello. This is Jacqueline Swilly, and I'm your host of Power Banking, the podcast for women who work in male-dominated industries. Today, we had to do a two-part episode because my conversation with Kendra was so dynamic. She is an international economist and also a real estate investor. So she really works in two male-dominated industries, and I cannot wait for you to hear how she navigates her role working in real estate. Get your notebooks ready. This episode, you're going to take away a couple of notes. So let's switch gears a little bit, and let's talk about how you got into real estate Um what was that like, and what put you on to that, given that you have had such a successful career in agriculture over the past decade? Um, yeah, that was actually kind of random as well. And I, I love real estate so much. Like, it, it's such a passion of, uh, passion of mine. And I we played this game called Cash Flow. I'm not sure if any of you have heard of it, but it's basically, it's like Monopoly, but way better because it really mimics life and um, the object of the game is to get out of the rat race of life. So the rat race can take on many forms for different people. It can be working nine to five. It can be living paycheck to paycheck, whatever, whatever your rat race is. Um, so in order to get out of the rat race, you have to make smart investments to increase passive income. So anyway, we played this game and literally it like opened our eyes so big and wide. We're like, oh, shoot. We have these goals. We don't want to work. We don't want to work until we're like 78, but we were not doing anything to um, to reach those goals. We weren't saving enough. We weren't investing at all. Um, and so we played the game, and literally the next day we were out looking for our first rental property. Wow. Okay, that is a powerful game. So please also send me the link to that. We'll put that in the show notes as well as the Facebook group. So what has it been like being a female in that industry? Um, it's, well, I guess because I'm, I'm doing this with my husband, I guess it looks a little different at times. But um, I do know that people um, don't think that real estate is like a, you know, a female thing. They think it's, you know, and they don't think it's like a young millennial thing, too. So we have, like, issues debunking these stereotypes. But I, um, we had a situation where the police came to, we had just bought our four unit and the police came looking for one of the tenants because, well, it's a very long story, but anyway, we had just purchased it and when we purchased it, there were tenants already in it and the police came okay. looking for them and I, and I was at the property and, um, and I was like, I'm the owner. You know, I told the cop, I'm the owner, like I can let you in. And he basically looked at me like like he didn't believe that I was the owner. I had to go and get the deed with my license and like literally show him that I own the property. And he still wanted to talk to my husband. So here's an instance what? where he is a female. Yeah. So my husband had to come home from work or come to the property from work and talk to the police officer because he just did not even want to like interact with me as the owner of the property. Um, it was crazy. Yeah, that that is intense. How do your tenants handle um you as a woman and as a young millennial being the landlord? Um, I do notice that the, our male tenants, they 
tend to want to talk to my husband. Um, so they have our numbers. They'll always call him or, you know, if they speak to me, they're like, um, can you ask your husband? You know, I'm like, you can ask me. Like, you know, it's, it's a partnership. I do notice that. But really all in all, um, one thing I love about being a landlord is the fact that our our female tenants and our tenants with kids, like, they can see, their their children can see, like, you know what, I can be a landlord one day. Like, I don't think they've really seen themselves represented in, in a landlord. And so I just mm-hmm. love, like, being that change for them. Oh, that is so powerful. So just to pivot a little bit, in terms of agriculture, economy, uh, being an, an economist and a real estate investor, which professional associations are you a part of? Um, you know, I'm not in any for real estate investing, so I need to get on that. You just, <laughs> I'm going to write that down on my 2018 list. Um, and then as an economist, I guess I'm not in any for that either. I've really let that kind of slide. I'm not going to lie. After that conversation, it was three years ago when I was told I was too young. I mean, that really like put a, a huge like dent in my morale. And so, no, I'm not in, I haven't really pursued any professional organizations for, for my uh, day job. Okay. So, um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just uh, extra cherry on top if you were, and I was just curious. So thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. with us. And, um, you know, to talk to your point about how it changes the dynamic when, you know, the women and the women with children see you as the property owner and you're interacting with them, how it really changes the dynamic, that's really big. And one of the reasons why we have this podcast to let women know that there are other women who are successful in very male-dominated, in most cases, white male-dominated industries. So if you could go back to your 21-year-old self, being that you joined the Department of Agriculture at the age of 17, what advice would you give yourself in terms of navigating that environment as one of the youngest and only women and only blacks in that um, department? Um, I would just tell myself not to get discouraged and to really keep pushing through, even with adversity, even with those awkward conversations, the tough conversations, even with people telling me I'm too young or I'm, you know, too whatever to to do anything. Um, It's so important to keep going because I can be that person who, like, shines light on issues. I can be the person who is, like, leading the way for people to come behind me. So if I were to, to give up, if I probably would have quit, for instance, when that person said, oh, you're too young to do this. Or if I would have said, I don't want to invest in real estate anymore because this cop doesn't believe me. Or when we go do business, when we do business for our real estate, you know, in other areas, people still, you know, kind of look at us crazy. Like, what? You own property? If I were to give up because of those things, then I wouldn't, like, be able to lead the way for other people to come behind me and kind of just kind of paving the way um, and making it easier for others. And that is a perfect segue into um, how we interact with each other on social media, which is how we were first introduced. Kind of tell us about your social media platform and how you're paying it forward and actually introducing people into some of the opportunities um, that you have learned about. 
Yeah, I'm just really trying to let people know it's possible. And it gets kind of tricky because I don't want to, like, push real estate investing down anyone's throat or even, like, the scholarship program because you really have to do the scholarship program we were talking about previously. You really have to do what's best for you and whatever aligns with your goals. But I'm like, you know what? I'm out here. I'm doing this. I want people to learn from my mistakes. I want to be what I needed when I started, right? So um, I really don't believe that God would God would bring me this far to just have me, like, keep all the benefits and all the goodness to myself. So um, I'm just really trying to let people know that, hey, if I can do this, you can do it too. I love that. And how can people find you online? So you can find me on Instagram at the key resource. I'll send that, well, I'll share the, um, the link with, with you as well to share with your audience. But once you get to my Instagram page, like everything you need is in that link in my bio. So if you guys have any questions about real estate or about that scholarship program or about agricultural economics, which is such a totally random field, right? If y'all have any questions about that, definitely reach out to me and I'd love to chat. I love it. Kendra, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Do you want to leave us with any parting pieces of guidance? Um, I would just say keep up, keep up the fight, keep up the work, and, um, and yeah, just stay at it. Lovely. Well, thank you all for joining us for today's episode of Power Banking, the podcast for women who work in male-dominated industries. I want you to join us in the Facebook group. We have tons of resources there. We'll link up all of the great resources that Kendra talked about into that Facebook group as well. So you can definitely jump in there, continue the conversation. Until next time, keep emulating excellence and eliminating excuses.